Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, everyone. My, my name is Luke Thomas. This is Brian Campbell. This is our sex scene. We said we would never do this again, at least not on camera. You know, not, no, not that part. <laughs> Hi, this is uh, Old School Room Service Diaries, where we tread a line between... Unemployment. Unemployment, <laughs> unemployment and dick jokes. Yes, yes. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how good they're going to be. Not good, not great, not great. Because we're a little rusty. But we're on the road in here in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, which is, to be fair, a shithole. But <laughs> it is our shithole. And even though you don't have the view to prove it, the Manhattan skyline is like right there. It's actually it is, pretty nice up it there. It is. The Manhattan skyline from here. I one time uh, got up at like right when the sun was just blocked by the skyscrapers in South Manhattan. I took a picture. It's one of my favorite pictures. This is the this is a 43-year-old person's story, it's, which is utterly worthless. <laughs> and I should be euthanized for telling a story so stupid, but it is true. It was beautiful to see. <laughs> I thought that was going to end with somebody getting third-worlded, but no, it was very, very wholesome in the end. Hey, do you, um, your, my wife got me these socks a while ago. What are your thoughts on them? Ride or die Chewbacca, bro. No, bro. Check it out closer. Tupaca. Chewbacca with the Tupac, uh, you know, Kevin Nash. I feel like it's racist. Do-rag. No, it's not. It's just... <laughs> It's, it's like Chewbacca, that's, bro. That's Chewbacca who's just dropping the N-word at, party, <laughs> at parties. Yo, Chewbacca was ride it's like, or dude, die, stop bro. dropping the N-word. Okay, Chewbacca was ride or die. Yo, this is mixing it with another American hero. No, Chewbacca, this guy, this guy right. is this guy is telling inappropriate Although, jokes in the workplace. <laughs> Chewbacca's more Kashyyyk American, to be fair, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, what was the last time? Like, I'm not talking something debatable. I'm talking, like, clearly over the line. When was the last time someone did something, like... Wildly racist. Oh, you didn't work. hear that announcer, uh, Glenn Kuyper, on the uh, MLB broadcast? Oh yes, that was that was when he was bad. talking about the Negro League. Yes, yes, yes that was. But he didn't bad. use that. <laughs> oh no, no. I was no, like, no. dude, those 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 are kind of Freudian slips. Where you're like, man, you're not just. Yeah, you better just pack your shit up because <laughs> you're done at that point, right? <laughs> Get your stapler. It's yeah, yeah. It's curtains yeah. for you, buddy. Um, we are though here this weekend for some Showtime boxing undercards, but. I gotta say, um, Friday's in-studio show, as we record this, this is Friday evening. I don't know when this is going live. When is this going live? Sunday? Monday? There's a chance Tuesday. it never does. Um, we, though, today, we had Deuces Wild, the Hot Wing Challenge, and we did Reverse Wheel of Death, and 
Ray fucking Longo got on the RSD 2.0 yeah, couch. Yeah, dude, Ray brought it. Ray brought the thunder. He's like, hold on, I got a story about uh, Matt Sarah pulling a guy's eyeball out. Basically, you know, let's go he, to he it. He pulled right a now. he pulled a big John Fury, right? Almost, yeah, yeah. He pretty much. Ba- basically, uh, dude, Lo- Ray Longo is a treasure of a human being, a treasure. Um, and he told some cool stories. He's old school as shit, dude. You get he's like in the '60s now, dude. Those are the, those are exactly the dudes. Who you got to get their opinion from because they, oh, yeah. they don't give a fuck he, about your feelings. That's what I was trying to tell him, and I don't think I accurately did that, but I was trying to tell him that, like, you're this nice guy who doesn't give a fuck. Not at all. And you're going to war with anybody in this game at any point. I yeah. like that about him, you know? Yeah, he's the best, dude. And then, uh, then we watched some Bellator. We had this 10-wing challenge today. How much did it mess you up? So um, I ended up with eating three of the 10. You had seven, and... I was messed up for a good half hour to an hour afterwards. Lips were numb. Whole face was kind of ringing still and pulsating. But, dude, you had seven in a row. But you were you were definitely like McGregor at the end of the second Poirier fight at some points, right? You were just like, dude, it's over. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I never surrendered. But here's, I, I leaned into the challenge. But here's the part that I that I respected. As soon as the challenge was over, like five minutes later, you were like, oh, I'm good. I'm back to normal. Quick, quick recovery. What is wrong with your body that you were able to do that? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I told you, I eat a lot of spicy food. Like, it's not... Like, that was hot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that wasn't hot. That shit was hot as balls. But I've definitely had worse. I've definitely had worse than that. Yeah. All right. I enjoyed the uh, the stress that that brought during that. Um, I yeah. enjoyed... You know, it didn't give me the shits Honestly, here's, violently. here's how bad it was not. Uh, obviously, I didn't want to eat the wings, but like... I was only mad I didn't get them right just to stick it to you. I wasn't upset that I had to eat the wing. Okay. okay. I was only upset that I couldn't make you eat the wing. I was willing to eat all ten if I had to. All right? <laughs> I would have been hurt. I don't know if that would have been impossible, to be honest with you. Uh, hey, you want to talk about Twitter? In what regard? Do you like Elona Musk? Yeah. Do, do you? Let me. I, there's always like cult personality around it, but I haven't had a chance to talk to people about it. I'm strictly speaking as a user experience. Yes, but I don't pay the eight dollars for the star like. Fair you enough. Do. Fair enough. I know. I, I did it before. He got all what crazy. What are you getting for that? You ain't getting shit. The, here's the only reason why I got it. I, I think it does give you priority uh, in comments, but whatever. The one reason I got it is because if you don't have it, you can only upload videos two minutes and twenty seconds long, and I didn't like that restriction. I wanted to get around it, so I've been paying for Twitter Blue for some you wanted, time. Like full adult films to be able to post. I wanted to be able to put. Did you see that someone put like Mario Brothers on Twitter, and it was up for a solid twenty four hours, and it got an insane amount of views before uh, Twitter took it down. People, here's what I was gonna say, man. I'm judging purely on user experience. There's some things that I definitely don't mind. There have been various, like, I don't like the For You feed, but it's very much, like, taken from TikTok. And uh, in that sense, I don't mind the attempt because I think TikTok is on something. Obviously, the, the Twitter medium is different. But, like, I don't know, man. See, my Is problem, your user experience better? Mine is no, not No, mine's gotten better. worse since Elon's taken over, to be fair. And I don't care about the check mark, but so that's not part of my analysis. But, no, it's been it's not been great. But I'm a little nervous about the larger TikTok takeover on social media, and I don't mean that from a Chinese-American political standpoint, Luke. I thought you were being racist again. <laughs> I meant more like, um, you know, already, you know what I mean? We're like this as we fall asleep to bed. First, when we wake up, we're like this in our bed. It's like, you know, those dirt holes, and I know there's probably some MK listeners out there that are this level of dirt hole who wake up and smoke the first cigarette under the sheets, right? 
Some just absolutely like, do you vape before you even get out of bed sometimes? Like, that's where you know your life is in the no, shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You've just given up. Hold on, honey. I'll come up for those pancakes. Let me just, let me just get that water. Well, I never thought of it, dude. You're right. If you can't even get out of bed before hitting the vape, man, you've really quit. You quit. I forgot what I was teeing that up for. Oh, I'll get it. So, the addiction level, as you already know, yeah. first as a adult in this era, we were, we were the last generation to, to like, become a man without the internet, and then the internet came full on top of us, right? Pour some sugar <laughs> on us in the name of love, right? Um, so my, my point is, it's already at crack addiction, this phone that's like jumping out and trying to get my attention, and now you're like, bro, I'm killing it on TikTok, where it's, where it's like, yo, I gotta, at 44, okay, I'm gonna be 45 this summer, yeah. I gotta draw a line and say, some of this shit is not only not for me, but I don't think it can be for me, it's gonna fuck up my brain rot wiring, all right? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I would say uh, it's too late. What they're trying to do is all these apps, but like TikTok in particular, is like obviously they want you to be on you know there as long as possible. But the way they would measure it is like session time, so not how much on per tic, per each video. Although I'm sure some of that matters as well. But um, they just want you. On, they just want you on that thing as long as possible, whatever it takes. Yeah, so I don't want Twitter to become like anything else. I like Twitter. Dude, but the ability to go viral on TikTok, I cannot overstate this. Their algorithm really sets you up for success. Like, I've gotten a video, uh, the one I did for Izzy on his win, the one over uh, at UFC 287. The thing's at like 6.1 million fucking views, man. Yeah. Like, How it, are they not taking you down for violating copyright? Uh, because they have a fairly lax policy regarding that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, it's, dude, TikTok is remix culture. Remix, that's all, that's every, if you, the more you spend time on there, everything is intertwined with itself, and some of it, it gets, you know, uh, monotonous, but. Um, okay, I, I wanna ask you about technology as a whole, Luke, because I sent, I don't really I read. mostly use it for pornography. I don't really read too often, Luke, but when I do read, it's on technology. But I sent you that link to that Guardian story where the, the guy who um, kind of created the whole AI bust out boom yeah. for Google is now saying, hold on guys, I wanna be out of this because this is too powerful. Basically the new AI is gonna, you know, start the, is gonna bring on the matrix and then eventually it'll lead to the biggest world war, which will be us against the robots. Yeah. Um, do you have an intergalactic future, you know, romanticism for future intergalactic wars when we take on the computers that we're Dude, allowing to take over our brains? war between the humans and the machines, I'm Benedict Arnold, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm riding, You'll work I'm for riding those machines with, uh, in a dude, second. I'm riding with the machines. You'd be like, you know what? Machines never hurt me. It's people that do. Dude, did, I'm so. riding with them. I'm okay, but with the in all board. seriousness, and I'm not, I'm not being super crazy, conspiracy weird. But here's the deal: AI can already do your homework. It can already produce videos of you saying things that you never said. Like, I mean, you could do a lot of crazy shit now with it. Mm -hmm. It's gonna take over, bro. It's gonna start telling people how to live their lives. No, I think um, I'm a little more skeptical about uh, certain forms of AI. So I, I, I uh, found this debate someone held between people who are like very pro-AI, yeah, people who are very anti-AI, and it was, it was illuminating. The biggest conclusion I, or the biggest thing that seemed to be true to me, subsequent to me listening to this debate, was that stuff like ChatGPT is certainly interesting and um, helpful technology in a variety of different ways, but there's some basic problems with it. One, it's just something that approximates language based on patterns, right? Yeah. It doesn't actually have a concept of truth and the ability to sort truth, 
which is why it will invent things that never happened. It will say you can do things you never did. It will tell people they, have, they wrote books that never existed. It's because it has no fundamental capacity to grasp truth. So it's an interesting tool, but it's a broken one. And what, what, what also appeared to be, uh, people think you can program around that, and of course it can get better, but it, this is the way it was explained to me. This technology, that, that version of it, is not new. It's actually been around for some time, but the reason it's now accessible and interesting is because it's a better product. Um, and this guy who's been involved in AI, where did he work? I think Microsoft, which obviously is behind one of the most important AI initiatives. He was saying that like, it's not to say that the problems that ChatGPT faces can't be solved, this capacity to sort truth. It's just that ChatGPT is not gonna be the one to solve it. There is another level that is required that we just have no ability to reach yet. Like this, in yeah, other words, that like, level is going to create clone troopers. Well, you're talking about what they they describe that the term apparently for this is uh, emergent properties. Yes. things that just kind of boil up out of nowhere. That be, they, they, there's, to my knowledge, there's no real evidence. And they're going to be able to properties. find the launch codes because everything's saved on a computer in the cloud. Listen, as long as once the, they hack that cloud, listen, all the celebrity nudes will be wild. They'll be roast beef for everybody. It'd be like an Arby's drive-through, right? <laughs> Dude, I've, can I be honest? I think I've eaten at Arby's maybe once in my life. I know life. you've you failed in that regard. I'm not even kidding. Arby's is 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 like elite fast food. Dude. I, I, I do. I literally look down on people. I think it's like it's like uh, I, it's. I mean, it's one step up from just stealing from a 7-Eleven. No, it's, no, no, dude. It, dude, a which by the way, with curly which fries by the way, I've done and a Jumoka I've done shake. Times. So look, you're not afraid that okay. Forget about the computers taking over and starting a war. What about the evolution to the Matrix society? Remember in Total Recall where Arnold's character was able to put the mask on after they put the needle in him and he got to go away in his head to whatever vacation with a, with a slutty woman that he wanted? Yeah. We're almost there when you consider how many people are like plugging into the same video game for 15 hours a day, right? Or mm -hmm. just or just us. If, we're, if, I'm home, if I'm on the road and I'm in a hotel, Luke, I'm on, probably on my phone the whole time, right? That's just what we sort of train ourselves yeah, to I don't, do. I, yeah, you don't want to talk to me, that's for sure. So how soon before you're going to wake up in the morning and just decide to put that thing on and type in your paradise and then just give up and just stay plugged into that machine? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any... I, you're asking me questions. Well, the machines take our jobs, Luke. Yeah, they already yeah, ran our grandfathers that's, that's out of the factories, all right? That's definitely going to happen. Um, oh, yeah. How much technology is too much, bro? Uh... Listen, as long as I can scam other people, that's really all I care about. I'm gonna Are you talking about your super chat again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me how the, how's the cameo business? Uh, it's just a little slow at the moment, but I was, for like a week, I was on fire. Oh, yeah? Bro. I was gangbusters. How much, like, okay, walk me through a normal cameo. How long is it? Most celebrity cameos, I believe, are, are like on the worst end, like 30 seconds, and maybe on the best, 90 seconds. Mine are like five to eight minutes. Dude, what the fuck and, uh, are you doing? Each one's different though. That's why I don't put any, cause you know you can put them on your page. So like if somebody went to my, you go to a page of any celebrity, you can see like their last five videos if they made it public. Yeah. These are all personal requests. Like, hey, can you reach out to my brother and make fun of him for this? Or hey, can you wish my wife a happy birthday and tell her how much I love her? That I want each one to be so personal cause each one's unique that I don't post post them after the fact but you i'm giving you my time you know what i'm saying i'm gonna make that dollar worth it dude if i paid for one of yours i don't want five minutes of you <laughs> no but it's, it's interesting. i want 30 seconds to get the fuck out of my life do you remember when we when we got to college and cell phones arrived and everybody had one 
I was the bastard. I didn't I, get one till my senior year. Okay. I got one my uh, junior year of college, my dropout year. I mean, no, that was my senior year. Um, Luca, what I was going to say is that, um, you know, I used to just, you know, call you and you didn't answer. So then I'd leave you like a seven minute rambling voicemail of all the jokes that's in our friend group over the past couple of years intertwined. That's what Cameo is, bro. All right. People give me a couple buzzwords. I weave them a beautiful blanket, a hand-me-down that they can pass on to their family, you know? <laughs> it's a great scam, right? No, but I like it because I connect with our people. And that's the thing, Luke. Dude, just, just transactionalizing your interaction with... In a way, it's it's definitely a dirt hole move, but, yeah. my, but my guy Lupe Contreras was like, yo, I think you could do it. You could be great at it, and I can make 5% of your commission if you Bro, do you this. Bro, you got to hustle out there. you got to find an angle. Um, but I will, say I'm, uh, I will say I really enjoy it, but that's the difference between you and I, Luke. Mm. The only similarity we have in our relation to the MK fan base is that both of us have pretty much come to terms with the idea that one day we'll wake up in a bathtub in an abandoned building missing one of our key organs, right? Like, it's probably inevitable, but on the road there, you love our people when they're out here. You know what I mean? Like, stay behind the camera lens. I'm on this side of the line. You people are on that side of the line. Thank you for your awards and patronage, but stay the fuck out of my life no, in you D.C. and my family, Here's what you don't, bitch. No, well, first of all, I don't, what? But where I'm like, yo, thank you guys for making our show great. No, you've jacked off our fans a few okay, times. Okay, I mean, that is them, aggressively dishonest, you, right? You, you know what I mean? You've brought them to sexual climax and really <laughs> that awkward is, and oh, awful Maybe ways. emotional climax, maybe. All right. uh, no, dude, I do that with every person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the keep people at a distance. Like, I, there, there isn't a segment of my life where I don't do that. Uh, it's not like... In any way special so to... So if I said who hurt you, the answer would be who hasn't, Luke? Yeah, I, I, bro, I don't even know anymore. doesn't even matter anymore. You okay, know? but you know who didn't hurt you? Who? Abby. <laughs> Don Paquette, all right? All right. He didn't hurt me, but he was close talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you ever see one when someone is so drunk that you know, like, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, we, we talked last night, don't yeah, you remember? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I don't know, whatever. There are times where you can, you ever seen someone so fucking hammered that you know there'll be no memory of this interaction with, on this person's end in subsequent days. Like, they're just absolutely zeroing out their brain for that day. That was David Appleton. I knew. I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Dude, I still can't get over it. The Brits get busy with the Yo, fucking dude, bottle. When bro. the Brits are like... They get Even busy. if the Brits are like good dads and good family, man, but they're like, yo, once a month I get together with my friends and we and hang just, out. Like, I got this thing I'm going with my high school friends. You know, like, what, after you get married... Or after you get out of college, like you see your core friends a lot, but every year it gets a little less. Mm -hmm. And then people get married or engaged or move, and then Everyone's it's like a little bit less. It. We were getting onto the point, me and the high school friends, where it was only like once or twice a year. So now we got this, we got this thing we call Monday Night Raw. We get together at a brewery, we play cards, and we tell really bad jokes, Luke. And it's it's like um, it's a reconnection there. How many involve the N word? None of them. None of them at all. Um, I forgot what my setup was. Where was I going to try to bring that back to you, Luke? But um, oh, who hurt me? But uh, no, I don't. I don't. I guess I forgot. I mean, I, you know, that's that's the you're sober, right? That's the price you pay. You know what I mean? At this level, right? You know, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it was going to be good. But the, uh, Luke, ultimately, um, how many of our audience? I know we got some weirdos, but they're passionate weirdos, right? So I can respect the passion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but how many are, are just normal folk? That could that could be you know, could be your neighbor. I think we got a lot of normal people too. I think our fan base gets a bad name. No, 
Do they? I think we got a lot of wash dads, all right? Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of dirt bags. I mean, let's just be honest. We got some dirt. We got some diggity dirt bags in the. You rank. should see the "Have you seen the shit?" videos that don't that don't oh, make it. Oh, dude, I, no, I, they, people still send me stuff. To they be like, give this to Brian. Like I'm the shortcut. <laughs> don't do that shit. <coughs> oh, I love like, when they go through me on the DMs. Like, yo, ask Luke this MMA question, and then it's like five thousand words. You know. No, well, I, I get if they hit you up to be like, yo, tell Luke to unblock me. That one is a regular. But uh, don't do that shit where it's like, yo, give this to BC. No, you give it to BC. Yeah. You Trust know, me, I, he's looking for the attention. No, 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 no. I dude, wouldn't, when we're not looking. Dude, why was there another video with Chef Kaz in a car? No, <laughs> yo, sh no shirt yo, on. Chef Kaz DM'd me a picture of him driving with those big... Those Dude, that's what I'm talking about. The guy's he got takes like his skin and he squeezes it. It's like it's like he's got these fucking like headlights attached to his body. I don't even know how to explain it. And he's shirtless in like some kind of I don't know jeep or whatever the fuck. And he's what was he talking about? Some shit? I don't know. But yo, chef, <laughs> yo, shout out to Chef Cass. That's my guy. Dude, he yo, he's a world class nutritionist and and fighting chef. All right, and he's a capoeira master. Is he? Yo. Capoeira is hard as shit, bro. And he's a new father, all right? Yeah, man. Capoeira is hard as fuck, bro. Don't let anyone tell you off. That's about. fight dancing, right? Yeah, dude. That's just, like, the, the ones who are good at it, that shit is Cirque du Soleil acrobatic, man. It's pretty incredible. So I'm very skeptical that he's actually... Yeah, you know, I had a whole line of questioning. I was opening up a door, too, and then I just fell apart, Luke. Have you watched anything interesting? Are you talking? What are you? At, what, what category are you talking about? Netflix, HBO Max. So I I watched the show with my wife called The Million Little Things, and they had their uh, their 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 final finale right after five seasons to wrap it up. And dude, I didn't I wasn't paying attention to what the final episode might be, but it was like this dude like dying of cancer in front of like his friends, and yo that shit ripped me apart just crying like damn. a bitch yo like i could i just was like just i don't, I don't even almost wanted to turn it off yeah i mean i got level it was like a body punch it was like gervonta to ryan garcia and i was just like nah that's fine dude i've turned have you into... been like leveled like that yeah, in a while? yeah, yeah. Like, I, not like quite like that but i can't watch sad things with kids yeah. anymore oh my god at all dude i can't watch I had to stop watching hospital shows because oh, the yeah, flashbacks no, no, no. to being in there with my kids yeah. when they were young. I'm, still, I'm yeah. so good on that. Like, yeah. no, thank you. Like that shit has definitely softened me. I can't do that at all. That's PTSD on yeah, my ass. No, no, no. Um, I don't think I've seen anything awesome in a while because you know I, I watch different things. I watch um, a lot of '90s NBA with the volume down while I'm listening to '70s music, Luke, on, on vinyl. That's you know in my office in the basement. That's that's like King in the Castle shit right there. That's my that's my life. Okay. And it's now or never. That's your happy place? Because I'm not going to live forever, you know what I mean? What is, dude, all any married guy ever wants? Is to be left alone? Well, <laughs> the way I would explain it was, is, is as follows. They want to be able to watch pornography with the volume oh, on. Oh, stop that. With the volume on. That's the kicker. With the volume on. How, how, do you well, is that part of your, your, your tight tenure for you're putting <laughs> together here or what? You know? It's a bit. I'm doing bits and skits and bits. Do you have a, how, how private is your setup? My setup? I could do a little office and shit down there that you fucking. <laughs> for masturbation? What are you asking me? Like, <laughs> I mean, this is this Both yes and no. No, um, um, I have, uh, I put soundproof things all over the uh, wall, all over the ceiling. 
because my kid's room is above me and back during the pandemic, MK gets really loud in the tiny house. Oh, fuck you know yeah, I mean? So I got one of those, um, you know one of those giant heavy moving blankets that you get in like if you rent a U-Haul truck? I got one of those covering my door. Oh my God, dude, I had the worst motherfucking experience. Adam, okay, you, you kind of said it, but at a moving company recently, yeah. dude, I was just like, what in the motherfuck is this? I had a reservation time for 11 a.m. I was so pissed about this. I go into this lady who's like not even trying to help me, right? Oh, she hates you right away. I have, to go, she, I have to go pick up the keys. I have a 10, I have a 10 foot truck that I had rented. What, are you helping a family member? Yeah, I had to help a family member move. And so I go in there and I had a reservation at, at like 11 a.m. and I go in there and she like takes forever to like work through this, this other couple's problems. I get to her and she's like, oh, you have to go through the check-in process. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. Oh, my phone takes forever. They literally have to call another person to like verify your fucking identity or something. It's just the weirdest shit. Finally, you have to take a picture of your driver's license, all this stuff. It finally gets through. Now it's like 1045. They're like, sir, we actually need a semen sample. Yeah. If you don't mind, we got a room yes. over here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, dude, what in the fuck? So I finally go to get my truck. It's not even in that building. It's across the street, basically. You have to go get it. I go to get my truck. They give me the fucking beater. They're like, yeah, it's in that line there, but mine was behind like three oh, other God. ones. Is it a box so they have it was just with the ten inch fucking truck, yeah. like, or ten foot ten foot truck. So they move all the shit to get my truck out. Then I get my dude. They gave me a truck that looked like it survived, <laughs> you know, the ninety one fucking L A riots. Yeah, or something, yeah, man. yeah. So it was Reginald like, Denny's eighteen wheeler. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Like, like people hit it with bricks. Like it had the, it had the bit where it technically did lock. But it wasn't flush yeah, with the yeah, spot, yeah. and I get in there and I turn the light on, or I, I, I turn the ignition, and when I say every dummy light was on, yes, I'm talking yes. check engine light, <laughs> no windshield wiper fluid, the whole bit. And then, this vehicle will self-destruct. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and then there's a fucking there's a fucking thing on the 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 dashboard that says left tire pressure low. Um, Fill immediately. And I'm like, dude, I'm not driving this fucking vehicle across town. Like, yeah. what the fuck is this? So I have to go back into there. Uh, uh, and I was like, I cannot drive this truck. And I was like, oh, by the way, I, I also secured a furniture dolly. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have those. I'm like, okay. Okay, right. Let me see if I understand this. It's now 11. Or excuse me, it's now noon. I still don't have a truck. And I don't have a fucking dolly. And you didn't tell me. Did they trick you to get the insurance, too? I get the I've 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 had an issue before where like I needed the insurance so like I pay for it I pay yeah, for it yeah but you have your own insurance that has clauses I know it. but like I know I don't mind the extra bit but the point I'm trying to make is then they finally get me another vehicle that one worked great still don't have a fucking furniture dolly and then uh, yeah I was on my way and I was like do I have to have it back now can't you just by push me an hour they're like someone's waiting on the vehicle I'm like yeah motherfucker me <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm the motherfucker waiting on the vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> so they yeah. were like, okay, okay, you can come back later. So I, I actually still made it like right around the same time. But dude, what the fuck is that, man? Yeah, I mean, you know. I, to, I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is the worst customer service. Yeah, but you also are at that point in your life where you have no patience for other people. Remember what was that you told me like one time like they got us a car to go out to dinner in which they were paying and like yeah. you were like waiting at the meeting point you were like yo if these people don't show up so I'm just gonna get my own car and I'm like yo they just got rented us a car to take us out to this dinner you're like yeah but I'm at a point in my life where I don't wait on anybody. <laughs> Why are you making me out of me? <laughs> Yo, you Some antisocial villain. You definitely said that. It's true, dude. I, you know what, man? I gotta be honest with you. I have 
I got a lot of anxiety, bro. I got a lot of anxiety. It's, it, it's crippling. Okay, where does your anxiety, which we all have, but to different levels, where does it come out? Where is it the most to, that it screws up your life? Because mine is work travel. Like that's part that's, of when you're like, when you're one. like, hey, dude, come out up. my room and hang out. And I'm just like, dude, we were on camera for six hours. We were traveling for 18 before that. Like, I know. Uh, the only reason why I want to hang out is, I mean, that's not the only reason, but it just feels weird to like, only talk to you in those circumstances. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? That's why it I try to break it up a little bit. relationship transactional, yeah. you know, in that regard. But um, that is where, like, I'm not afraid of the plane falling out of the sky. I'm not afraid of any of the danger. Just that chaos of being stuck in one spot and being at the mercy of other people's timing, um, it just drives me, like, and it's getting Horny. worse, dude. Because we're traveling more, we're doing bigger shit. My travel anxiety is getting worse. Dude, that travel. I, you know what? I, that, that vacation I went on. I know it was long. I didn't even really know I needed it. And like, honestly, here's the truth. My wife was like, she, she was like, you haven't really planned anything for the vacation because we went, we went back to one of our favorite places, Cartagena. Yeah, but the, but the the truth is like, dude, I, I I could barely stumble to the finish line of that vacation. It took everything I had. And then uh, all I wanted to do was just chill. I didn't want to do yeah. shit else. All dude. I wanted to do was run a zoom, 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 and, and a, a boom, boom, boom. Yeah, just shake the rim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And dude, it was great. Like I feel better, but like I'm saying, that run right before, and you had, you went to the Tank Davis one, like that run right there. That, oh, that yeah, run, dude. that run whooped me, man. I had a, a, that, a crazy sequence of like getting home from work trips. Dude, you did the fucking showbox stuff too, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's taken it's taking days and years off my life. For sure, it has. But you know, I'm You're not trying. Out of that easy. But here's the deal, though. Like we we're always upfront about our ambitions. Like, dude, we got a small peak window here. You know, we're at this point in our career, Luke. Let's be real, right? Or are you on you on Twitter? No, I'm listening to you. All right. Trying not to be frightened. I mean, no. look, dude, I got goals and dreams. Like, I want to call fights. You know what I mean? I, I mean, we're we're lucky to do prelims together, and I got this showbox thing going. But like, dude, I want to be working the broadcast when the fights freaking happen, and um, I'm willing. I'm willing to do whatever it freaking takes to get there. Me too. I mean, dude, that's the drug in this game. Forget the money. You know what I mean? Look, look, could, if, if we go to that one day full time, would you have a different, more relaxed schedule? Probably. You'd probably be making a lot more money. But um, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to die on the road to get there, Luke, because I think it's worth it. Because that, I mean, the money's probably great. All that's great. But what about sitting right there? Do you think about like broadcasters who've had like the best career in terms of, you know, longevity in the space, uh, the fans like them? Um, steady work for a long time. We always talk about Joe Rogan on the MMA side, which is obvious. Like he's been front row to yes. the craziest shit. It's just the most remarkable experience. Dude, put some respect, and I mean this. Al Bernstein, dude. Yeah. Al Bernstein. Every time I go back, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what I remember, on, or you know, catching up on fights I missed from like the '90s, the boxing fights. There's Al calling shit again. You know. Dude, Al, I mean, Al's going back to, like, the early 80s. Yeah. In terms of, like, the elite top level. And, I mean, dude, him and Barry Tompkins, who I'm so happy to be working with now on um, Showbox, when they did the ESPN gig, when they had that top-ranked series in the late 80s and early 90s, and they aimed to do the two guys at a bar. That was, like, their strategy. Like, yeah, I might be play-by-play sometimes, you might be play-by-play other times, but we're just calling this like we're hanging out. Like that's the dream right there. Like they had, like, they had something going there. Like that was chemistry. You yeah, know? yeah. That's what I want, man. That's what I want to be a part of. 
I mean, do you get down with that? I mean, what, what, I'm actually asking, what motivates you in the broadcasting side beyond, like we said, beyond money, beyond trying to get recognition, which we all want to be like considered the best in the, you know, these awards and this podcast, make it all fun and all that. But like, I'm looking at it like that's the elite level of this job and I want to compete on that level. I want it to be known that I'm competing on this level. What gets you out of bed in that regard? Probably just the money. Yeah, you motherfucker. What the fuck? First of all, that wouldn't be a bad thing. But no. Um, no. Just, you know, I think it's, it's, you just want to be... Like, what do you want out of a commentator? Like, what do you want? You want them to be helpful. You want them to be like a guide. Uh, so you want to you want to literally like help educate the audience, take them wrong. Well, it's you. like the truth is I'm educating myself constantly. Yeah, and you know I have. I mean, dude, just dude, the job is not fucking rocket science. And just breaking down this like this way, like I don't have any other gifts that any other person I think could could have. I, I don't have like some special. Blah blah blah. I you used have, to write speeches in Washington. Don't count yourself short. I, well, here's what I mean to say. But I have time in the day to invest in the looking at tape and talking to people in the industry and getting feedback from coaches and blah blah blah. Like it goes on and on. I have the time and the resources to do that. So obviously, over time, you do it long enough and decently enough, you're going to pick up some stuff along the way. Um, but you know, it, 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 that's it. That's it, man. That's really it. Like, I would just. Like to, See, I would like to have like the kind of command of the craft yes. where people feel like they really get something. You want to enhance their experience. Yeah, that's what See, I like. I want I to in, in similar but other ways. I wanna I wanna be on the soundtrack to that fight. You know what I mean? How many moments are great moments? We don't fight, yeah. but we love the game, we wanna help elevate it. We wanna I wanna de- deliver my my part of the job on the call that elevates the broadcast that I'm watching. That you say, damn, that fight was so great. But that, Dude, let me, but that uh, announcement yeah. that, that got me in there was like a roller coaster. Like they just took us right. They were our guide, right? Dude, I tell you what though, like where I'm at with stuff, I think about the times. Like one of my favorite fucking things that still happens all the time is when I listen to somebody who's good at it describe what's happening in a fight or describe a fighter. And sometimes it can be extremely analytical, like foot placement, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it can be more narrative-driven. But there, there comes times where someone says something about a fighter, usually in a moment of victory, but not always. And it's so brilliant, you actually can't see them the same anymore. Yeah. Like, it really is like, oh, fuck, how did I not see that before? Like, holy fuck, that is so true. Not to be like, you know, you can't be the person that delivers these consistently, but... Um, like you really remember those broadcasts. Absolutely. You remember. You remember. Like fuck. I. I. I that, that was such a great point. And, I, and there's so many people. I want to be clear. Like there's so many people who are doing really great work. I don't. If I could contribute, uh, that would be. You're asking what success would look like. It would look like something like that. But you know. And and I still to on top of that, I still love great interviews. I love being a part of them. I don't think anybody interviews like we do together on that RSD. Yeah, coach. I actually like doing interviews like the ones like we did today. Those are fun as shit. Um, I do need to do more interviews. Though. But there's an I art to, to that. More. There's also a rush you get in that because I've been too checked out. I mean, sometimes you gotta fight the subject. Sometimes you gotta kiss up the subject. I mean, you've gotta you've gotta play armchair psychologist in a way to try to if you're trying to get something out of it and you know your, what your intention is, but you also gotta be able to read and react on the fly and um, you know, I never want the subject to know exactly what my true intentions are. 
Because they're not your adversary. They're no, exactly. They're not my friend. They're also not my enemy. So I always want them to be guessing. I always want them to be going, wait, did he, did he just insult me? No. Or, or like, wait, is this guy a clown or what? Like, because, you know, so you, 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 realize, you know this. You've been interviewing people for years on your shows. It's like, especially when you get a guy or a girl that you know is not a great interview. And you're like, okay, I'll do it. But, like, I haven't had great success here. Mm. When you're able to finally play psychologist or, or pick an angle and it works. And you get, like, the first time I got Cowboy Cerrone to say something that was, like, worth sharing. I was just like... Damn, that was, that was worth it. That was like my seventh interview with him, and I've tried to piss him off, I've tried to get him to laugh, I've tried everything, and I finally found the inside. Because look, you don't want them to say what they've already programmed their mind to say. You know what I mean? You don't want it to sound like the other 50 interviews that they're doing. You want something and real. And I have to tell you, like, that's an exhausting way to go through interviewing. Like, here's why I disagree with that. Like, it's not that you can't do it, you can. And I've seen, I've seen you do it, like you can do it. But the way, like the real way to combat that is you have to develop relationships with the fighters such that the kind of person they view you as is the kind of person where they can share those other details. True. That's, it's, it's all about your proximity always, to them. You're not always going to get that. Or, or no, that it's hard as fuck to do work. that. It's hard but as I fuck. don't care if they're giving me eight minutes, which I had when I used to cover WWE, man, I, I was the king of that. You're only going to give me eight minutes for this guy, and I've got to hit these two bullet points. I'm still going to get some sound that's worthful. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm still going to find no, that. No, I don't have quite See, that. I don't have quite that same. So, issue. but I love. I almost love that from a competition angle or from a challenge angle. When when I when I'm getting a big name, but only 15 minutes. As much as that sucks, that's also a challenge. How quickly can I get them to say something that they weren't prepared to share? Either good, either bad, either surprising, whatever. You know. Yeah, I, I tend to gravitate to the ones who are already more on the articulate side, typically. All right. All right. Not always. Did you like articulate women in college too? Probably. I don't understand. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I don't get the whole part where dudes like dumb girls. I was never that guy, man. I was never that guy I, either, but fuck? I get it. Like, if you're actually picked, you get it? I come from an area where you're raised I'm not, to get I'm, it. Okay, right? I'm not talking about like, you know, hit it and quit it, fucking escapades. That's There's not, not another rant against suffrage like you were doing earlier? <laughs> that was you, you dumb bitch. No, quite the opposite. I get the whole part about like, hey, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's in between my junior and senior year in college. I've got a job in the city. I'll date her for six weeks or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm actually talking about like long term. You did it all for the nookie, you dirty. Yeah, dog, like you know? dating someone who's obviously fucking. Either way, no matter what your preference or direction, why would you like be cool with a partner who is quite obviously a fucking moron? That I just don't get that. Like. Where do you, how, how can you develop a meaningful partnership over time if your interest level and the ability well, to like navigate the world are so the disparate? The easy answer is that people, based on how usually how they were raised or how volatile the early relationships were, have different understandings of what a real or what a genuine relationship is. So yeah, why dude, would a people smart, wanna... successful partner is a good thing? Well, I agree with you on that. That's certainly. I feel like I went after. These some... guys date dumb women and then they're like. Oh, women are dumb. No, no. The women you surround yourself with are dumb. Right, but there are already... plenty of fucking super great ones. They're that already predetermined to try to, to to get themselves into an imbalanced relationship. Either all, anyways, because that's the only yeah, well, balance I, okay. they understand. But I'm asking you, know? man to man, who the fuck can make a serious argument that dating a person? I'm not talking less intelligent. If you have low self-esteem and you want to be, um... then fix your low self-esteem. That's yeah, not a good I, marriage. Yeah. Like that's not a, that's not that's not a high functioning relationship. I would never recommend that, recommend that for finding marriage. No, but you know, hot and dumb, it, 
That is something that people are looking for, though. Again, short bursts, for yeah. whatever reason, no judgment. But as a long-term thing, like just being in a relationship with a person who's a fucking moron. You were more into like hot and crazy than hot and dumb. Yes, that's correct. I because can't, to I can't fair, tolerate the I just no. If you're willing to put up with a certain amount of crazy when you were single, you'd also be able to shop in a higher tax bracket. That is accurate. That is <laughs> That's actually that's actually surprisingly accurate. Yeah, yes, that's actually crazy. quite quite yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't quite thought of it that real way. Talk, uh, yeah. Yeah, real talk, yeah. Real talk, like men do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is exact that's, that's exactly correct. Uh, that's, you know. You're like what's a front door anyway? Right, you know, most countries don't even have them, Luke. Right, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When was the last time you used one of those toilets that's not really a toilet? It's just a hole in the ground that you talk about from like the Middle East and and from like. You Dude, know, I know you think that every place other than America. I said when was is the last festering time you pile used of feces, them? But I have news for you. There's there's many wonderful parts of the world. The last one I saw, the weird part of Dude Istanbul is one of these like you know. Used to be called Constantinople and all that shit. Like, dude, Istanbul is one of these places, man. You're in the middle of it, and it's like you can you can just f feel the world history everywhere around yeah, you. Like, yeah. it's crazy. So a lot of neighborhoods are really new. A lot of ones are really old. From what I remember, the Galata neighborhood was really old, and then the like Besiktas area was a little bit more new. Boucher. It's actually pronounced Boucher. What is it? Boucheria. Boucheria. Yes. yes. is also like a soccer club, but uh, anyway. In the old Galata area, there was this, it was like a thing by the Galata Tower even, there was this fucking commode, <laughs> and the dude was, I'm not doing a bit, was charging one lira to tear out pages of a phone book. Oh, yeah. To go yeah. wipe your ass to go take a dump in an opening, and I was like, dude, come on, Turkey, get it together. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here, <laughs> fellas, dude, ladies? I saw my first floor commode recently in um, Canyonlands National Park in Utah. When you go into the bathroom, which is like, uh, you know, some cinder block walls and a roof outside. Yeah. And they have the regular toilet. They also had the, the uh, what is that, the Asian model? So it, did it have a bidet? Did it spray your Not anus? Not a bidet. A hole in the floor with railings. Oh, fuck all that. Well, you just got to squat like an yeah, absolute. Yeah, like an absolute, and I had never seen that before. Like a badger. And the, the area where you drop into is closer than it should be to like. Could, it yeah, could it's not. Up. Yeah, it's not like there's like clean separation in no, the. No, yeah, that you're sit, you're squatting over a shithole, literally, Luke. Yeah, yeah. So when was the last time you used one? So that would be well, I guess actually I didn't I didn't end up oh I urinated in it so that doesn't really count. No, no. Uh, Marine Corps. You Marine Corps. Also squat. When Marine you Corps. Urinate, Luke. The Marine Corps, like just having to dig within within e tool, just having to dig a hole and take. I told you about this. So what we did was in artillery. The purpose of artillery is to shoot, move, communicate. That's what everyone does. That's the whole bit. And uh, what we used to do is on the hill. Run trains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was in the school. That was not actually in my unit where they got, I can't even. I'm glad your unit didn't get involved in that no. train. Yeah, that's good. No, but uh, so what we would do is we took a milk crate and we cut out the bottom so it's just got the sides. And then we would zip tie a toilet seat to it. And then we would haul that around in the back of the Humvee uh, and then dig a hole with the entrenching tool, the e-tool, put that bad boy on top and it gets to work. It was great. The only part that was the catch was, and this is not a joke, I'm not in any way exaggerating, this is 100% true, in the space where the, where the ass and the feces would go is where they would store the coffee pot. That's a real thing that they actually did <sighs> that I fucking hated, but I still put up with because I wanted hot coffee in the morning. 
Wow. Do yeah. you go or are you a part of any Marine reunion email chain? I anything? used to do that, you know, and I, I still keep in touch with some of those guys. Um, funnily enough, one of the guys I served with, he ended up, uh, I think, volunteering to do a couple of tours over in Iraq. I don't think he enjoyed the experience in the end, but he ends up, so he is of Chinese descent. And his family, which he now works there at 100% full time, owns one of the most, I didn't even notice it, I didn't notice at all at the time we were in the same unit, owns one of the most like iconic Chinese restaurants in the fucking city. Like, dude, Chinese, or I think maybe, no, excuse me, I want to be careful about this. I think Taiwanese dignitaries or people of Taiwanese influence, like they go to this place as like a destination. So, oh, he's doing great, which I'm really happy to see. Dude, a lot of them, man, they got, they got weird at the Iraq War, bro. I'll just be honest with you. They got real weird. They got they got into like I, I, I talked about this in my live chat. Some of them were posting art, like like you know phony artwork, but like artwork that referenced the Crusades. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if we're <laughs> the same people anymore, Did man. You, do you think any of those guys are prod boys now? Um, well, the ones who are my age are probably too fucking old, um, but. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. I wouldn't be surprised. Either. But do you think um, they made better soldiers because of it, though? Dude, I had a funny conversation about shit like that. I got to be honest. I don't know. But I will tell you this, man. You do need to embrace, not to get into the Marine Corps, but to really thrive in the Marine Corps, you absolutely have to, in my view, adopt, especially in combat arms, right? You have to adopt a certain level of personal extremism. I don't mean political extremism. I mean personal extremism. A certain, for me, certainly a, a shattering of limits that would have been, in your mind would have been prisons before. You have to go recklessly beyond that. And we call it like being gung-ho. And like, dude, you see these Marines who are super fucking gung-ho. Everything is is buttoned up like they first-class PFTs and they're fucking this, but they're, then they're drinking and they're fighting and the whole thing. You know, uh, I do think it makes them better Marines. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The problem is, you know, it doesn't make you good at fuck all else. Like, yeah. it just makes you a f complete maniac, you know? And there were some, dude, I honestly, like, would, I don't want to serve around someone who's such a maniac that they can't make good combat um, real-time decisions, you know? But I've seen some maniacs who, you know, who could? Um, but you saw dudes who were in it for the sport, in it for the rush, in it for the experience, in it for hoping I, they go to battle. Yeah, I, mean, I gotta tell you, like the person who's like that, who's also not intensely patriotic, is not as much as you might imagine. Like Hollywood likes to paint like there's these kind of people who are like kind of into war, but they're not patriotic. Nah, the ones who are super patriotic are the ones who are into war. Oh, they watch our um, show. They were they were there on the steps on um, one six. <laughs> but I'm telling you, dude, like I like some especially I, I don't know about the officer ranks. So let me back up a second. These are the ones who go to college, and I was in college in the, while while I was in the Marine Corps, so I wasn't eligible to be an officer. In retrospect, I'm glad I, I did the way I did it, but I was in the enlisted ranks, where a lot of it is just like grunt work. Dude, you want those guys to be fucking we, the guys on the gun line. We we called them gun rocks because like you know <laughs> they weren't necessarily the brightest. But dude, they got, they attacked the problem, like in the most ferocious of ways, you know. You, you want that shit, you want, and it turns them into, I think it, I, you know, whatever their, whatever their pre-existing political orientation was before all that, yeah. it just supercharges it in some kind of weird direction in the end, that's the problem. So is football just sporting war? 
softer extension, a natural pivot? I don't know. We just got gridiron deep. <laughs> uh, Luke, did you consider, given your size, at all making a run for the football team at either of your high schools? No. Like, it wasn't even like a, you know, it would be, you know, I probably should. No. You know, it wasn't. No, I didn't like American football while I was in high school. Or Americans? Or America? Uh, I like plenty of parts of America. I didn't like Georgia. Okay. You do protect the flag better than I do. Yeah, I know. For all the bullshit I get, it's like, again, one of us, one of us did something about that. One of us didn't. Uh, you also served our country, and I didn't. That's, that's, that's what I was implying. Yeah, I almost joined the uh, National Guard to try to get the free college. People shit on National Guard. Dude. They're valuable. They're valuable. I mean, they're, you know, they're pathetic, but they're... <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Dude, I know a lot of Marines. This is true. I know a lot of Marines who do like... Eight, so you, have to, you would have to do an eight-year deal to get money for college. And what they would do is they would do eight years, and then they would fucking hate the Marine Corps. Like, they would walk out of the Marine Corps on their hands and knees, like, barely passing PFTs, like, totally checked out. And then what they would do is they would stay in the reserves and they would go into the National Guard and then stay in 20 years and they'd be eligible for certain be uh, retirement benefits for life doing that. And I would ask them, like, how is it in the Guard? They're like, dude, it's a cakewalk <laughs> compared to all that shit. It's easy as fuck and they're all fat, you know? So God bless them, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I probably would have joined the Army, though, because I think I had the image of them being the toughest at the end of the day. I mean, maybe you can blame military movies on that, Luke. Yeah. Pat Tillman was in the Army. No one's really... I mean, the Marines have the longest boot camp and then the longest training for their what they would call the basically trained Marine, the same thing as a basically trained soldier. It's the longest boot camp. It's 13 weeks. Uh, the Army, I think, is eight or nine. Um, they have the, they're the only branch, the military branch that runs three miles for their physical fitness test. Army so do you that. think the Marine makes the best specialists? No, not necessarily. I mean, everyone is enamored with special forces, which is like 1% of 1% of 1% of the military. You know, everyone, like the vast majority of everybody else is just a fucking ordinary dude. Dude, I will tell you this much too. I have seen, you know what, well, you know what I want to say? I have seen so many people talk about these like extreme personality guys, some of which are military related, some of which aren't. Some of which are, watch our show. Some of which, yeah. But like, dude, these guys who are like so fucking macho, you yeah, know, yeah. so fucking macho. Let me tell you, man, like, like those. Dana? No, let me give you a different example. I've said this before, dude. We had a guy, uh, a drill instructor. I, he was not with my, I went to college. So the, if you go to college in the Marine Corps in 1998 during the summer, what they would do is they would let you skip one week, which is called team week. The Paris Island is self-maintained. So like the recruits cut the grass. The recruits work in the kitchen. It's self-maintained. And uh, every uh, troop, uh, all the troops and all the battalions take turns in a week during that process helping to maintain the island. You get to skip that if you go into college so you don't miss out on important parts of your thing. So instead of being 13 weeks, it was 12 for me. So I had to change platoons two-thirds of the way in over to 2nd uh, Battalion E Company. and uh, Excuse me, 1st Battalion A Company. And... Uh, they had a drill instructor over there, dude, who had the jump wings and the scuba bubble, which meant he was force reconnaissance, and which is the Marine Corps Special Forces. There's some other ones too, but that's the big one. And dude, this motherfucker was the hard, dude. He was the toughest human being <laughs> up to that point in my life I'd ever seen. Was his name David Goggins? I forget what. No, I, no, dude. He was. This guy must have been on steroids because he was enormous and shredded. The whole thing, and he was a complete asshole. Like he was. So he was like real life Rambo, basically. dude. 
I'll never forget when we graduated, he told us, he goes, I hate you, uh, I hate this job, I hate my wife and kids. When this is all over, I'm going back to recon. I'll never forget that, dude. That was the coldest shit. I'd, I mean, like he, if he had stuck a knife in you afterwards, you'd have been like, I, understand, I get where that's coming from. You know what I mean? So wait, I mean, what does the, he mean, recon? What is he talking about? For, it's like uh, like the Marines, Navy SEALs. It's oh, so uh, but he he lives for that. He thrives like yeah, that's, yeah. That's where he's back for that. So you get selected. The Marine Corps will can, can order you to go do stuff like that, depending on your situation. And I guess I guess that they had because he had the he had the jump wings and the scuba bubble. And like, dude, he had he, like you can see someone's rifles, not their score, but their quality. He was expert on pistol, he was expert on the rifle, and he had been expert many times because they had all these awards like in between. Like, he, he was as thugged out as you yes. could possibly be. And he was like, I hate you, I hate this job, I hate my wife and kids, when this is all over, I'm going back to recon. And yeah. I was like, dude, these guys don't make great husbands and fathers. Like, they make no. real bad. You know, not, neither, real do, bad. neither do fighters, Luke, okay? That's not true, necessarily. It's a fair point. You know, the rest of the population, some are good, some are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you backed me into a corner. Maybe I was wrong, you know? What kind of pornography are you watching? Dude, days? I'm not watching it. This is, you know, this is, this is you asking me that. It's very, really just... <laughs> pogs? You watch, <laughs> no, you watch no, pogs? No, no, no. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, dude, you know what's coming out soon? Huh? Tell me you're going to get geeked for this, please. What? Dune 2. Dune 2? Dune 2, I think it may still be like under a year away, but so I don't know if you know this, Luke, but the first Dune book, which I bought and I, and I got to get back into it, Luke, you know, I do read once in a while, do like you? once in a long while, but uh, the first Dune book w would essentially cover these two movies whole, Luke. So the first movie was only one half of the book, all right? I tuned you out like yeah, 30 I, seconds I mean, ago. If, you know, a long, long time before that, to be Just fair. Just tell Luke. me, when is the second movie coming out? Uh, nine months, six to nine months, something like that. But are you fired up? I mean, dude, that first movie was fucking awesome. Come on. I'm not fired up until you see Black Hawk Down. You say that compare? Is that the same guy? I have no clue. I don't think so. But Black, I can't believe you went on, like, I'm going to watch military movies and you haven't seen Black, which, which by the way, is the thing that, like, actually happened. Oh, so you think that movie is, like, superior to the other military movies? Like I think it's not the best military movie, but I definitely think it's better than military movies you saw. Yes. It can't be better than The Deer Hunter. No, it's not better than The Deer Hunter. That's a better movie, but Platoon. It's, yeah, it's though, but those are like film films. Yes. That, you know, what I mean, yes. I'm talking war movies where like a little bit more action oriented. Joe, what was that Bradley Cooper one in the Gulf War? I like that one a lot. Uh, a not Hurt Locker. Oh no, but dude, Hurt Locker is real good. Jeremy Hurt, Renner. Hurt Locker is excellent. Yeah. Yes. Damn. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is good. Yeah, but that's good in like a Disney type way, right? It is pretty well, cool except too. for the first fucking fifteen <laughs> minutes. Yeah, where yeah. They're just no, but I guess Germans I mean alive. like like they commercially went after. That's that's an all star game cast. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was they, big budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm still a letters for for uh, letters from Iwo Jima guy. Dude, you got me watch that. That was really good. But why why don't you rep 1917? I mean, come on. You overstate how good that movie is. Dude, that is. movie's great. It is great. Cinematography it is, is great. Extreme in that movie. It is excellent. They made it look like a one cam shot the whole time. I agree, it's well made. It's very well made. But it's still not that interesting relative to something where they can really no, slow down and dissect the plot. The it's journey, those, man, the twists and turns and the, the journey. It's of, unique for that reason, but it's not better for that reason. 
Plus, there wasn't any pornography. Yeah, but how about that scene where they sang? Where they're I want, I want nothing but these to be episodes where we do, we talk about pornography. You just won't take the bait. No, um, dude, you know that part in the, at the end of the movie when they're in the woods and they're singing, but yet everyone's just like so beaten down mentally from war, like and the looks they give each other, like those are moments, you know? What yeah. I mean? Again, you should see the scene where the guy has to go looking inside the arm of another guy for his split vein. Oh, that's a movie you're setting me up for. Yeah, Black oh. Hawk Down. Oh mm-hmm. God, it's it's gruesome. It's 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 gruesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. dude. Also, that Pat Tillman documentary where I told those ladies to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they still make me angry about that shit. <laughs> Gawking at them. <laughs> oh my! Did you threaten suffrage, taking that away, Luke, uh, them, or what? Listen, I, that was such a lot. That was like 15 years ago. Like times have changed a little bit. You know, you can't quite just. Tell women to shut the fuck up in public as easily, but they deserved it. <laughs> they deserved it. That was very misogynist of you. I no, no, dude. Fuck them. I'm sorry. So no, don't be going there gawking on a dead man like that. Don't be doing that shit. Just keep it to yourself. You know how much? You know, how, how many times you, as a sexual fucking pervert, gawk at women in your head, and you just keep it to yourself? <laughs> um, Luke, that man was a hero, and his country let him down. Who? Pat Tillman. Yeah. All right, we're not doing the Pat Tillman thing, are we? <laughs> We, we were on that Greg yeah. Kelly interview. Apparently. I think I gotta call my wife and kid. Dude, hold on. We gotta talk about this real quickly. Uh, the Commanders, bro. It's official. Did you see it? No, what's official? So, Schefter reported it, but then uh, Dan Snyder, Josh Harris, which is the, one of the primary but not the only new owner, they all put out a statement being like, uh, we're selling. We're selling to the Josh Harris group. It's official. We look forward to a swift transaction and you know, to wish them well. It's official. Dan Snyder has said he's on the way out. It's not exactly completely 100% done, but this is the first time that he has obviously Did ever acknowledged. Did the his hand? Dude, it's not just that. The, uh, there was a tweet from Grant Paulson, like all the former employees speaking out about the abuse, all the media work to like shed a light on what a fucking crook this guy was. Um, you know, everybody in between like, who, who helped to do it, like it was such an awful thing. It was such an awful thing. I just can't tell you, man. Like, I were. Is he a dirtbag on the Weinstein level or more like a James Dolan level? It's really hard to say. He's trying to indemnify himself from a, a the, what's it, Mary Jo White, who's got a big report coming out on him as well, on some other, I think, workplace issues. Like, it's just fucking awful. Dude, they ruined that fucking team. They, dude, when I was a kid, in the 90s, the. At the time, the Redskins—they were fucking gods. Yeah, man. but the—I mean, the Hogs, dude. They weren't cool though. They weren't cool. Yeah, you're out of your mind because you were a Giants fan. They were. I'm not your a Giants fan. Um, yo, the the Hogs were not cool. I mean, that '91 team was great, but they weren't like cool, dude. They're a bunch of fat people with pig masks. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, in DC, they were fucking cool. So fuck off. But yo, but you never had. My point is, our whole time as kids. You didn't have someone on the Redskins that was like cool as shit. Like Art Monk, fuck you. Dude, Art, Art Monk, Monk was the... not cool as shit. Art Monk was. You I mean, mean like, was... Dude, like you mean like the Icky Shuffle? Cool? Yeah, like you don't have Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. You know, you don't have like Flair. You don't have a star, Luke. Flair. You don't have a star. I mean, you, Charles um, Dexter Manley, dude, he did a lot of drugs. Couldn't Yo, read. Dexter Couldn't Manley read. loved cocaine. Dude, I briefly uh, in a different career path, I crossed paths with his wife who worked um, I, I, for a luxury. Uh, jewelry retailer I worked for for a brief split. So. As a security guard? Yeah. Armed? Yeah, she was lovely. Armed security guard? No, no. Well, the other guy was. I wasn't. Why not? Uh, I just, yeah, dude, New York licensing in, what was it, 2002 to get a weapon was, I don't know what it is today, but even then it's really fucking difficult. And Plexico Burris got one. 
Who? Plexico Burris. Did he though? Did he have? Did he, I mean, he had one, but he he shot his himself. I understand really? what I'm saying is like I I know that he had one, but uh, should he have had one? No, no. You know, no, in the end, no, no, I don't think no. he did himself any favors, did he? No. Um, Imagine shooting yourself and then having to go get prosecuted for it. Okay, so are you going to go to the theater to see Dune 2 in like IMAX? Like, are you going for it, bro? I have never seen a movie in an IMAX theater. Oh, dude, it's badass. I've seen like, DC has an IMAX theater like the, when, like the Air, like, Air and Space or whatever the place is. And I've seen like, I've seen like, uh, like short movies, like 45 minute movies, but I've never seen like the new Top Gun or whatever. Yeah, dude, um, I saw Creed 3 in IMAX and it was really good. Yeah. And um, I saw the second Sonic in IMAX. Yeah, that was real good, dude. You watch a lot of bad movies. Creed, Creed Three. I mean, I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a, you know. Creed Three sucks. That's what my kids like. That stuff. Creed Three you know? sucked. It didn't suck. It just wasn't great. And it, it, it. They led you to believe. Didn't the trailer lead you to believe it was going to be great? It did. It was one of the best trailers I've ever seen. It maybe, definitely. Maybe. And it wasn't bad, dude. It just wasn't great. That's the thing. It just, I, it, yeah, it wasn't bad, but I just never bought in. You know. Michael B. It. Jordan's pretty cool, though. I like Michael B. Jordan. I like him. He's, he's a great actor. Uh, got a great chemist, clearly. Yeah, he's on... I mean, so was... Not even, not even bitter at him. Just, just, just jealous. Just jealous. That's it. Just jealous. He must... Um, his DMs must be just... I mean, just... Just... Imagine. Yeah. Just the absolute poon hound he can, he's probably been. Yeah, parlays and punani. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Um, yo, we never talk about James Cross anymore, speaking of that. We don't talk enough about pornography. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, do you think, like, re yo, real talk, you ready? Yeah. Second half of 2023, is the UFC going to be good? Or is it going to be more bullshit? Uh, dude, did you see what their profit margin was up to? Yes. Just a few years ago, it was 20%. Their profit margin has grown to 34 fucking percent. Dude, they are printing money. Printing money. Yet, yet they're watering down yeah, yet the shit. Yeah, dude, this. the two are related. The two you, are, they got to pay off the debt. People, this is people think debt. they're making money despite that. No, they're making money because of that. They're, 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 uh, some of it is growth in... Um, advertising, things like that. But the point being is part of that is because they have so much inventory to sell, right? There's so many hours on so many events that they have to sell and fill with ads. And there's other ways, of course, they do this. Not just that, but that's a big component of it. Do people think it's like, oh, how are they making money despite watering down the product? Dude, they're taking the product and spreading it a thousand different directions, tying contracts to that, and then selling it. That's how. They're just selling more things than they were selling yeah, but before. I mean, did you see Holly Holm main event against Bueno Silva? Like, dude, they are aggressively... Just like not giving a fuck. Aggressively, like, we don't care. So, I mean, dude... Dude, they're not building... There's something here They're with, not building cards. They're just building calendars. Yeah, but there's That's something it. deeper here with the Stain Away Contender series. Um, maybe I'm watching too many of those investigative conspiracy guys on, on, on YouTube, but, like, dude, they are bringing in... This is like, the, this is like Clone Trooper... You know, development. You know what I mean? Like, they are bringing in hungry, cheap guys, and that's how... Like, Luke, do you know how many of those guys are managed by the same people, too? Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a pipeline here. and dude, who gets the least amount of scrutiny in the industry? It's managers. They get the least amount of scrutiny because for a lot of media outlets, that's the gateway to get access yeah. to the fighters. Um, that's not entirely true. That's not always true, but it's generally true. People think it's mostly like Ali because I know he's got some famous feuds with people. 
uh, but it's not like it's like most of these man any manager that's got like several hundred clients for sure they're going to act in like a gatekeeping. Company. Okay, I want to ask you an important question. Huh? You'll you'll think it's unrelated, but it is. Lando Calrissian. Did he have no choice in the Cloud City when he let Darth Vader in and he set up his friends? He didn't have no choice, but he made all things being what they were. He made the right choice. Not to betray, but what I'm saying is he had a choice. He could either be like, I'm going to fight Darth Vader to the death. Certainly going to lose. Certainly going to lose. Or he can go along with this scheme and hope to wiggle out of it later, which is risky and shitty and awful, but it's better than instant death. Okay, then what? Because I in the end, Han lived, <clears throat> Leia lived, Luke lived, Chewie lived, C-3PO lived, R2-D2 lived. Like, everyone lived. So, like, clearly it was the correct R2 choice. R2 was a bitch, dude. R2 was... R2 no, I'm sorry, C-3PO was a... C-3PO yeah, was a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, R2 had some spunk. It's like, dude, how are you this fucking neurotic as a, as a side Yeah, like, all right, but back to this. So are the managers... Like, because we all... Look, when I get deeper in this, I watch all the MMAI stuff, dude. He's got something going here with this, how he's framing the way the manager's role is. That, that yeah. they are surviving by becoming the pipeline from the regional scene to the UFC... They're not out there fighting Dana White. They're not, Luke. It doesn't seem like they are. No, they but, can't. They're, dude, how could you fight Dana White if you have 300 clients? But like, they're, no, seriously, but they're promotion. How, how could you make money if you, if you have that many clients and you don't have access to the UFC? You couldn't actually make enough money. To, you couldn't employ enough guys right. to get commission checks to make it worth your while. But it's tied in deeper. It's keeping the regional scene alive because they're all getting the UFC contract, fight pass contract. But it's be creating a funnel system, which is... Not a problem unless you look at this with a critical eye and say the manager's job is to get the most money in the best situation for their fighters. Are they actually doing that or are they just surviving and keeping, and keeping both relationships going, Luke? Yeah, I think, again, I just, I, I, here's what it needs to be explained to me. Someone explain to me how the business model, not of boutique firms or what have, which have a, you know, a small amount of clients or... Um, you know, Nate Diaz famously, like the guy who reps him only reps Nate, like he doesn't rep anybody else. You know, I think those things obviously work. And, you know, there's going to be some borderline cases or whatever, and we can all debate them. But the ones that have like hundreds of clients, um, it, like that model doesn't work but for compliance with UFC. And you're like, oh, they could take their clients elsewhere. Dude, no, the fuck they couldn't. No, actually, no, they couldn't. There's not enough other places that could employ them to make that worth their while. Also, that's the most lucrative end. So like, even if you could get them jobs, you would be like vastly undercutting your own ability to get wealth. Like, I don't understand the ethics of that business model. So perhaps I am missing something about it, which is possible, um, because it's hard to get any manager on the record to actually like defend the business model as such. Like, you know, anything where you're that leveraged just by the virtue of the relationship you, it's just impossible for me to believe that that's the best way to get um, uh, things for each client. It doesn't. Make, it does. It literally doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I sense. don't know if they're Landos and they're just surviving them same, or if this is just another ridiculous obstacle that the that the average fighter in twenty twenty three still has to deal with. You know? I mean, just think about it. Like, if you wanted to get sideways with UFC and you're a manager and you have like you know, let's say four hundred clients or whatever, three hundred clients, like. Uh, you're actually more leveraged by having more clients, right? Like if you had one client and they told you to go pound sand, um, you know, they can't hold the, the fate of the other ones against you. 
And you know, imagine if you have one person who's kind of struggling, or a bunch of people that are kind of struggling, and a bunch of people that are doing pretty great, and you know, you need to account for all of those needs. Are you in a position to make sure that you're getting the custom results that each person's individual situation would necessitate when you're having to leverage risk from one relationship to the next, one risk in realities to the next, where they could be in vastly different situations, vastly different needs from the promotion, and in fact, in fact, those needs could be in conflict with one another. That's that's the optimal business model for. Well, fires. look, I don't, and, and I, who, I don't understand. But who that. had an aggressive manager? Well, you can look at Francis, and it got so it got to the point where it became so caustic that they had to break up. Right. So this is the point. Like I don't, you know, going hard in the paint against them. I don't know that that works necessarily either. That's like what I'm saying, dude, if they're that powerful. Seriously, answer the question. If they're that powerful, what leverage, even under the very, very, very best of circumstances, do you actually have? There are some ways to get some, but dude, it's just not fucking much. It's just not much. And you know, dude, like here's the thing, man. Like, I, you know, I know sometimes people in the UFC see some of this stuff. It's like, well, here's what I want to tell them. It's like, dude, you you won, you won, you won. Like I watched. All those battles, man. I watched all those fly-by-night promotions. I watched the death of pride. I, I watched it happen in fucking real time. I watched it. They won. They won. They beat everyone else. And some of that, they bought them out like strike force. Some of the ones, they just out-competed. Like, they're really good at what they do. They consolidated the market. They are the clear competitive winners. And obviously, those victories entitled them to a certain amount of fucking spoils, man. Like, they earned it. But the problem is, dude, they've gotten so fucking big inside the space that now I think it's starting to work against them a little bit. Well, is it? Is it? It's you can just like lazily say they've gotten greedy, but is it? Is it not greedy? And it, I want, I'm wondering, is it because look, they just acquired WWE. This is the same. Like they're still paying off debt from acquiring UFC. You know what I mean? At, yeah. at like extreme amounts. So the whole point is this: even though they're doing great financially. Like we're watching it get watered down, maybe or possibly or most likely for the sake of the parent company's bottom line. Yes. When the company's thriving in every other possible, it, it is being. It is clearly, I think, to some degree, being manipulated. Like they're it, gutting them. It, they're cutting themselves to to like to like to save more. Like I mean, listen, just, I don't even. Are you, you going to ascribe to that problem, whoever you want, like whoever's masterminding it? But whatever the case may be, they are taking a quality product. And diluting it in such a way where it's like sometimes difficult to find the like the, like where it's good uh, or distinct or in keeping with the brand's typical standard of historical excellence. Um, it is troubling. It is troubling. And I love the people that have the to shut up and just you know it's fine. It's troubling though. It is. I but just I, worry that like it's like I don't know like. We just haven't had a. We've had a lot of really good stuff. We just haven't had that blockbuster, man. Like Davis Garcia, even on vacation, man, it felt fucking yeah, enormous. Yeah, dude, that, and that that kept getting bigger. It and felt bigger. enormous, man. Like when I landed in Vegas, if you would ask me how big do I think this fight would be, I, I would be still hopeful, dude. but I wouldn't have anything to prove it. Dude, that weigh-in was out of control, Luke. There were hundreds to thousands of people that couldn't even see like they were so far back around the corner in crowds and they were packed in there to just like listen to that dude shit. like i gotta be honest like i love going to like boxing it's just it's been it's i've really my relationship with it has really grown 
But I, I love it when MMA is in a position where it has fucking huge fights like yeah. that. And the thing is this, too. It's like, dude, Conor has given us, let's be real, Conor has given us, in terms of like big fight feels, so many fucking gems. But it'd be cool if he wasn't, like, we weren't just fucking reliant on him. Okay, well, what's the last... You know what I'm saying? What, like, well, be let, cool. let's, be, let's be honest here. What's the last non-Connor-related, like, UFC blockbusters? Where it was one fight, and that's all you needed, and the whole sporting world has taken notice. Khabib McGregor is... I, yeah, but non-Connor. When's the last non-Connor? Jesus. You, are you going all the way back to the, to Rousey's first couple of title defenses? Maybe like, there. Maybe, maybe Jones, um, DC, maybe, maybe. Oh yeah, that's a great point. Maybe okay. What about what about Lesnar? That's our okay. Lesnar's two hundred. But like, dude, Les, I, dude, Lesnar, fucking. This is what I mean. Lesnar had a run. Dude. I remember Lesnar when he came run. in the sport, dude, and jolted that shit. Yeah, I was shocked at the electricity. He just <laughs> fucking Silva like Sonnen? four or no? Huh? Silva Sonnen on that level? Maybe. Maybe. I was jacked up for that rematch, man. That's what I mean, dude. Like, I feel like we're just. You know, it feels like everything's, I don't know, like, it's the kind of buzz you get from a mandatory in boxing, like, yeah, yeah it's fine. So that's, know. I mean, that's the fear, dude. That's yeah, the fear, fine. But that's the fear of any product, whether it's your favorite beer or anything, or your favorite band, you know, when they favorite get, pornography. when they become too popular and they have too many resources at their hands and they lose the creativity or they lose the drive. UFC has not lost the drive to dominate and succeed. Dude, they don't have to. Yes, they have. Only because there's nothing left to rail against. Dude, they have utterly conquered the industry. They are, they they are, dude, they are the industry. They are the industry. You know, they have complete, I I remember a much more diverse industry even 15 years ago. Many more different kinds of players, different kind of power centers. The UFC has fucking absolutely taken over i mean maybe that'll just last six months and it's just let's you know pin, pinch pennies for a little bit let's let's bring this number to this point but all will be forgiven with big fights but i just need consistency man equality i, need I just need pornography and i'm just talking about as a fan luke okay like uh it's just weird man and it's so unexplained like no one's gonna ask Dana that anyway. Like no one's gonna be like, "Hey Dana, why is the, Dude, what's going also, on with the quality?" Like, people, man? Like, I've done it too. Like people bag on the people who are there, but it's like, bro, like, dude, that job that they do, like, it necessitates being there, right? Otherwise, the job doesn't exist. Yeah. So yeah, of course you can push Dana a little bit, but you can't do it to the point where like they have to like you're not allowed in the building anymore, and Absolutely. then they gotta get somebody else, and you're like, oh well, then don't take those jobs. But it's like, dude, they're like these people are just feeding their families, like. I, you know, I think trying to, what you should, to me, I've always felt the problem was that the media companies never empowered you to like make choices like that. And so all the, all, all of those companies will cave. And um, so like your, your job would be imperiled. Like they would just get rid of you. So uh, they, you know, you just have to understand where that situation, like Dana has, you know, Dana does like this interesting like podcast circuit now where it's like, I think he still does like Jim Rome and stuff like yeah. that. But in general, he goes on like a lot of like a sports-oriented, barstooly kind of podcasts and stuff. He still does um, Aaron Bronstadter and TSN because I think obviously you know they're, they're the Canadian partner and whatnot. But he doesn't really have conversations at all with any kind of a skeptical or otherwise no. inquisitive audience. I know Aaron does his best, uh, and I think he yeah, does no, push there's him. a lot of people that do their best. I mean, there's but again, if people... Aaron went in there and been like you know like, you know angrily got adversarial with him, the TSN is the partner. TSN will tell Aaron to go pound sand. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They will. They will. They're not going to get his back. I've seen this battle. Like they're just they, these companies don't do that. They fold immediately. You know. So, um, so dude, let's say he doesn't have to answer for anything. 
I mean, but you can't like, I mean, it's easier for us to be a little bit more freer and open and honest because we're not reliant upon them on the day-to-day -day access that keeps right. our show afloat. Are we all reliant upon some lead MMA promotion doing great business so we all thrive? Yeah, you know, we're all kind of in that together in that regard, but we're also fans and we want better quality. Whatever, dude, who cares? I'm covering it anyway because I love this game, Luke. Yeah, I mean, I have to, I, I, like, good or bad, I got to be there. So and I like, want to be there anyway. So I, I, I mean, I'm a boxing fan. To stay a boxing fan, you have to want the marriage to work, Luke, okay? I only feel the heat in terms of, like, there's just not been blockbuster events that you could, like, Davis, Davis Garcia was big for us, but in terms of MMA, like, huge um, events, there just hasn't been one in a really fucking long time, or it just feels that way anyway. All right, dude. What, I mean, what's some really good ones. But. What's your feel level for Haney Lomachenko? I have a feeling Haney's going to win very fairly in a competitive fight where Lomachenko just looks old. Looks old, or do, or will it showcase... Like, will Haney get the credit under that scenario? Yes. Yes. Dude, I'm really excited about that fight. Yeah. I'm really excited. I am most excited about the news about Spence and, and uh, uh, Bud. Well, Bud. If, I mean, we haven't heard much, but that might be a good thing. That, right one, that one seems like it's pretty good. That, it seems like it's coming. Um, the heavyweight thing's weird. Only if you believe there's money under uh, dude, the Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so checked out on the, the heavyweights in boxing. Dude, it seems like, like make, Joshua make, make, and Wilder. Make a, make a fucking fight. Yo, like, but it does. But, I know. I guess Ruiz is now in, then out of the yeah, theory dude, picture. The heavyweights, like all these motherfuckers are not fighting each other. That's what I know. I know. I see a lot of reports about fights that aren't actually happening. Yeah. I, I do, it does feel like AJ and Wilder want to fight each other. So hopefully in some great, form. That great. Happens. I mean, that's a stadium fight in England. Uh, it would be great. I'm not going to sit here and just jerk off over like more, you know. <laughs> it could happen. It'd be great okay, if it but did. Dude, that's how boxing fandom works. Dude, okay? yeah, it, dude, that's the most copium. How else are you going to? Sad ass Here's the shit. thing, dude. It's a broken marriage, but we're... We we still chasing the dragon. You're the guy who likes to date dumb women, like of course. No, I'm not the guy who likes to date dumb. Uh, women. You were like, dude, I could totally see that. I'm like, why? Why would you want a partner? No, why would I, you want a okay. partner that you found boring to talk to? Basically, I'm saying I understand what people are looking for when they look in that, but I'm telling you that they're they're looking for imbalance based on them being imbalanced. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that like that's the way you, you should, mean, but you mean like if they feel like they're not smart, they also want someone who's not smart. It's like. So yeah, so over. then they can feel like well, here, they're, the, here's what I'll say. they're the one in control. It does. It's not a certain absolute level. You just want someone, you know, either right around your intelligence level. Maybe you want someone slightly higher yeah. as like a whatever. So, roughly around where you're at. As long as you're somebody, you meet somebody roughly around where you're at, again, I think that can be great. I'm talking about the ones who like clearly want to step down. No. Because all dude, they care about is the other things. I know. But I do get that idea when you're in a broken person, you tend to um, reach down in your pursuit maybe out of some deep insecurities, you know what I mean? Of you want that's why that's why guys will want to date younger people a lot, Luke. Okay. Right. I, I wanna, they could be they could I wanna be, call uh, my wife and kid. They could be um but no dude, I chased I chased I married up. I mean, my wife is um she's fearless and that's my favorite quality in a woman, Luke. Dude, my wife's right. ability to detect bullshit is <laughs> Absolutely next level. I have tried all my fucking like yeah. kung fu mastery yeah. and it has one billion percent not worked. Um plus we're running out of 
recording time. So um, I don't, you know, I thought, you know, we're we don't really drink on these anymore, so they're a little more boring. If I can be honest. But yo, um, I don't. I think that was uh, an enjoyable talk between. I want. I wanted to say two friends, but a, now it's time for the a, we're really not that close. And B, I meant three. The people at home watching, Luke. Don't you want to make them feel like they're here on the couch, but you don't actually want them to make? I want to call my wife and kid. Oh God! All right, Luke. I'm. I'm getting out. I'm All done. Right. That's, uh, it. that's it. Bye, everyone. That's it.